First time being shot at? Yeah. I have to say, I dislike him very much. Oh. You alright? Uh, yeah. No holes? Huh? Uh, only the ones that I was born with. How are your holes? The fuck can you make a shootout awkward? Sorry! Sorry. Welcome to the Domcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at NomcastPod, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew on Twitter and Instagram. This week, we go back in time a little bit to December 2017, when we take a look at the action fantasy mashup Bright, starring Will Smith as Officer Daryl Ward, a detective in the LAPD who has to reluctantly work with a rookie orc cop played by Joel Edgerton. On a routine night patrol, the partners encounter a safe house for an elf terrorist group where they meet the bright elf Tika and her magic wand. As they soon discover, Tika has defected from this terrorist group, the Inferni, and is being hunted down for the powerful wand she stole from the head of the group, Leela, a night from hell scenario that director David Ayers loves to play with his movies. This is Ayers' first film since doing Suicide Squad with the star of the film, Will Smith, and this is the first time and probably only time collaborating with screenwriter Max Landis, who specifically requested Ayers bring this script to life. A lot of big names, big star power, and a big financial risk for Netflix. Did it all pay off? I get into that and more with my special guests, comedy magician Adam Parisi and comedian Peter Angelo. Elf Lives Matter, you guys. Give it a listen. few things right up top because well first of all did you guys see this movie when it first yes. came out you guys were interested from the yes. get yeah it's okay. about like yep. two weeks i after. only watched it recently no so shit. i did i only watched it so you watch when you guys brought it up because of us i've it's always <laughs> been on, so, sorry about yeah. that sorry about yeah. that it's always been on my radar because you know a duh i have a netflix subscription uh <laughs> Be any comic book movie that comes through, of course, um, it's going to be in some conversation in my circles. And well, this is not a comic book, but it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. fantasy in, that, in yeah. that. Yeah, is it? No, 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 no. It's, it's not, not a comic, no, but it's, it's not in that comic. realm. Yeah. So it's uh, anything it's like any, Max Landis, nerd, yeah. that whole fucking universe. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to pop up on my radar. Yep. So, Absolutely. but I never watched it because. I think we were talking off mic. Like, what's the last Will Smith movie that you thought was any good? let alone the, these other guys involved, like your yeah. David Ayers and your Max Landis. So, uh, da- fu- David Ayers, Fury. Yeah. I think yeah. he did that, right? Yeah, he did Fury. And, and he did that and End of Watch. End something of Watch, else too, yeah. right? Well, yeah, but what about, I mean, so so Edgar Hinn d- doesn't bring you into it, doesn't like... It doesn't, but it should, and you're absolutely well, right. And he ends up, I've never been like, oh, yeah, Edgerton, I, I gotta go you know, see his. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I Good should point. have had that feeling after Warrior a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But it just didn't. But so here's some facts going into it because I didn't realize the giant tent pole that this was made out to be. Oh yeah, maybe more than ninety million dollars to make. I think something right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was a huge deal for them. They overpay. Like they were in a bidding war for this, not only for but obviously for the script from Max Landis. But also just you know pure 
budgetary stuff that they went overboard. You're right, ninety million. Uh, it's the biggest they've ever done, and so far as I know, considering the stuff that they've had since, that there's no other movie that would come close to ninety million. I would think they agreed to a sequel before oh, the yeah. first one was even made, right, or even released. I should say, which means. You know, obviously that they loved the concept so much that they went forward with this. They also paid Max Landis three and a half million dollars for the script, which is insane. Which they and then they the director basically overwrote and and changed so much that Max Landis said, that's not my script and I don't want to be associated with it. Is that true? Yeah. See, okay, well then this is interesting from the top because it's also reported that Landis or Landis took a million dollars less because he wanted David Ayers, and so he took less money to get oh. David Ayers to be the director because he considered this movie to be akin to End of Watch. Okay. So, because uh, he felt so strongly about, like, this is the guy that can bring this yeah. vision to life. I'll take a cut to make sure that Ayers directs the movie. And then if you're, if yeah, what you're I, saying is, yeah, I mean, um, I didn't hear that one. That's that, that was from yeah, I, that was from Roger Ebert uh, dot com. They talked about how Ayers, uh, uh, you know, the whole Chicano orc stuff was because he lived in Southern California. Yeah, that he wasn't, did. Yeah, that wasn't a thing in the movie, and uh, and the gangbanger aspect of the stuff well, that was all him overwriting it. Wow. And Max Landis said, "Yeah, that's really not my thing. Please, you know, I wrote the script, but you changed it so much that it's not really mine." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, and it's, it actually goes to against something that I thought about going into the movie, because I don't know how you guys feel about Landis or Ayers as professionals, not as people, <laughs> as as, the, as watched, their profession. Because I, I saw I Pete start jumping, Pete's head just go up. <laughs> yeah, is this uh, my time to shine? Yeah, because I, I think you know at least maybe you and i and if not you as well i like max landis is actually like facebook friends with like multiple friends i'm on facebook so i actually see him go to town on people on comment threads uh, and i go whoo this guy no shit i did not know yeah no, he's cool. um talking oh, about boy. like um originally what you're saying like wh- why did we why did you watch the movie like one i mean it, it, the, the premise the the fantasy uh sci-fi type high right. concept thing that really appeals to me yeah same but yeah. But also, it was uh, seeing Netflix, uh, knowing that they were really going into this where they have to, like, we're going to start losing stuff, right? Sure. We're going to start losing our catalog. Disney's doing their own thing. Everybody's going to start pulling their their stuff out. We need original content, so we don't mind overpaying for... Max Landis script for Ayers for Will Smith for this big this big thing right because we need to draw people in we need to have our own stuff that's never going to leave well ironically said that this was gonna be he akin this to Star Wars he did he said this was that's the problem right if you if I'd said oh here's this really here's this really cool movie that's on Netflix that they made and you watch it and you're like oh yeah that was really good but with so much hype and so much build up for sure like you you start seeing the cracks in it more. Well, part of that was because Netflix was having a really good year, but in a different way. They uh, 2017 for them had a bunch of like award nominated yeah. things come through with Mudbound. Uh, they had Okja uh, yeah. come through, which was you know had a bunch of nominations places, and it's a great movie. But then so they felt that momentum they bring a high price uh you know a big a-list star a big high price movie a lot of money a lot of heavyweights to it is there anything because 
that you guys thought like about David Ayers and Max Landis going into the movie that it made you either yay or nay to the movie because I, my opinion I'll, I'll just go and I'll ask you guys the David Ayers to me as a director I feel like him and Max Landis are very alike in the fact that it's like they did one thing really great yeah and they've been coasting for a while um, or at least like body of work wise, it's not that impressive to me. I love Chronicle. Oh, I love it. I, and Max Landis, I'll give you full credit for that. It's a yeah. dope movie, and it was well uh, casted. Like that's early Michael B. Jordan. Like you yeah. get, I like Pop Mart, Dean DeHane. Yeah, I like him. And and that's a great movie. And then End to Watch, I really liked. So did I. I really um, End to Watch. And from what I understand, Fury is a good movie it too. Be, but I'm positive is David Ayer. But but as far as like at least critically across the board, like End to Watch is like his yeah, best movie by far, and then it's a bunch of trash or stuff lower level stuff. But that's just based on just his directing. I don't want to shortchange the fact that he's a great script right uh, screenplay writer, right? Um, which is funny cause, yeah, again, because again you bring up Training what, Day. Training Day was his big tentpole, but he had a great run. U five seven one. U five seven one's yeah, a U5, really seven, good movie. Really good movie. And then he had Fast and the Furious, and then he had Training Day, and so he had like a run of like really big successful but, movies. But, but the thing is, as a as a director, like I mean, what is it? It's like Fury, uh, Suicide Squad, and then yeah. and then Bright. Like I don't after Suicide Squad, like. I, I mean, you. I mean, granted that, that Suicide Squad was right before us, which is the interesting part of all this too. Is like. Max Land is sabotage. Like yeah, Chronicle, sabotage. I think was what twenty twelve, maybe a little later. Chronicle, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so Max Land just hadn't done anything significant. He's worked, but he didn't do anything significant to me uh, since Chronicle. So that was a no, long time wrote, before he wrote then. That Victor Frankenstein movie that tanked. Yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't bother. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then obviously Ayers is coming off of Suicide Squad, which got universally panned. So. I, so again, this is where I saw the movie, and I was like, "I'll wait." Yeah. So I don't know about you guys. So, so for right, go, Pete, go. I don't think. See, I was still kind of. I felt that this was more almost. I was excited for it because of Ayer and End of Watch and like Training Day. Sure. I felt like okay, maybe they can put a cool spin on that in this realm. Right. Obviously, I loved Chronicle with Landis, but at the same time, even though they like you said, they both had like that one big thing, and they kind of coast on it. But also at the same time, the problem is I feel like those two guys seem like so opposites. One, yes. it's all about nerd culture, totally, and you know all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the other wants to do gritty street level, right? You know, so and that's exactly why like, this movie is very. It's like confusing. you just took both of those elements and just smashed them together and yeah. wiped away the blood. Yeah. yeah. So and it was yeah, ugly. For, for me, like I, um, it was very funny. It's. It's. I saw the premise of the movie before I knew who was behind it, right. and I was really excited for it because coming from uh, teenager Adam, like I love like uh, uh, Shadowrun, which mm-hmm. was a, a, a version of D- Dungeons and Dragons, which right. is this thing, right? It's orcs and elves and everybody in yeah. modern times with machine guns, and it's kind of like a um, like a uh, not steampunk, um, like cyberpunk. It's like yeah. a cyberpunk version, so it's a little bit more uh, technomancy than this is. But sure. I, I saw this. And I was like, hey, man, somebody's making somebody. Somebody played Shadows Run uh, D&D right. as a kid and decided to make a movie of it. Right. And then I found out who was attached to it. But I still wanted to watch it because I had this like this sort of uh, 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 this 
feeling of like uh, I want Netflix to kind of win, sure, uh, because of the content that they're making I do and, the, too. and the reason yeah. why. And well, I mean, yeah, you got a podcast about Netflix original movies, yeah. So, <laughs> which so, they they do really great in yeah. certain circles, and they're doing a lot of like critically acclaimed stuff too now. Like Roma might win best picture yeah. who knows you know so and and they had Beast of no nation start that a few years ago and now they're really investing you got an outlaw king type of you know, movie that you wanted to do it's tough to uh, uh it's easier for netflix to be kind of like the hbo right and make um make tv series that sure. are critically acclaimed right yeah. it's easier to do i think easier to do that than to put your money where your mouth is and make a, a, a you know an 85 minute 90 minute uh, movie right. rather than doing a, a TV show. Yeah. So when this came out, I, I thought it was going to be a TV show because that's what I assumed Netflix was just going to be doing from now on. You know, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black. Sure. That was their thing. And when I found it was a movie, I was all for it. And then I saw that it was Max Landis and David Ayers. And I was like, and, and that actually kind of brought me a, a, a back a little bit. And that's why I didn't watch it for like the first two weeks or okay. three weeks that it was out. And uh, I said, I, I, I got to watch it. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely intriguing the combination of flavors that they brought into this movie. But when you actually watch the movie, we can get into that now. So I immediately they set the tone, the very confusing tone that Pete kind of alluded to with the smashed together version. When you first even see like the very obviously fake graffiti uh, montage oh, scene, and, and, yeah, and, and, oh, yeah, and. Uh, right from the get, you I feel like they set the tone for what I didn't like about the movie. And uh, and that is that this movie, I don't know if you guys have seen Don't Be a Menace, yes. uh, the Wayans yeah, yeah. Brothers movie, when they had a guy pop up every time that they had something strong that they were saying. It was like, message! Yeah. I felt like that guy was going to pop up every five minutes in this movie because it the you know obvious trying yeah. to like this is about racism this is about this and everything was so on the nose so in your like just obvious yeah. on your face when it uh, i think the, it i think the movie nuts. shines when it when it doesn't do those things i think Absolutely. so too and 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 edrogen is actually probably the focus of that and he does the best performance yeah i mean we can talk we can talk. he's an unappreciated underappreciated actor I yeah zero dark 30 warrior i I absolutely love the guy. Yeah, he's yeah. It, it was really really good. I don't and think he's in enough really good movies. I think that's part of his yeah. problem. Maybe it's a selection yeah, thing. Jacoby, the, uh, Jacoby, his character is the only one that is even remotely redeemable in the movie for sure, and that has a, a character. He he he's constantly that person. He he's he's nice. He's kind of. Uh, uh, childish in, yeah. in in the way he acts, he thinks the best of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I read somebody somebody posted they're like, if this is what orcs are, why isn't the entire police force made of these guys? Because they're really nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I almost I mean, don't want him to be a blooded. I don't want anyone to be blooded if this is how the difference yeah, of yeah. cultures are. Yeah, but it's um, you know, so because I, I, there's no other orcs that are like nice or good or like basic normal no, 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 well, i think i think you start to see it when um uh the the head gangbanger or uh his son yeah. won't do you know is kind yeah, of he like won't shoot him. he won't yeah. shoot him but yeah. he also you you see this crack in the kind of like the armor like i don't want to be that sure and, I, and here's this guy that i'm looking at that isn't like that and i respect him for that sure and he's a nice guy you know so you, you can start to see that out but you know when you t- we, we talked about off mic and we you know this 
2,000-year-old lineage and history yeah. that they talk also, about. Also, one of the things I want to mention, too, is, so I don't know, like, so where the line between Landis's script and Ayer's writing, because Ayer did all yeah, that, that stuff so well. Yeah, that very much intrigues me now. But yeah. all that stuff really well in, like, End of Watch, where Max Landis being a 34-year-old who, like, grew up Silver Spoon. Sure. That, that screen to me as, like, because I've seen a lot of stuff where he seems like he likes to act like he's super woke. And it seems like that kind of stuff, like this is like sure. him being like, get it, racism. Yeah. I know what it's like. You don't fucking know shit. Right, right, right. It seems so over the top and obvious that it just screams to me more so the 34-year-old Silver Spoon. It's possible. Type. Could but have I- been Ayer too, but Ayer, I feel like at least has the record of I've seen like he's done the crime thing at least well. Sure. But I would say that it's been a while and only probably because he wasn't actually writing his own screenplays but the but i believe suicide squad is his both ways right it's his script and his they made him change it yeah but they 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 forced him to change it they made him change a lot of it too yeah right the fact that he wrote something like training day yeah i mean and then end of watch and like i i don't know it just i could see that the movie getting panned and then Landis backing away and doing what he can. True. Because Ayer already had a heat yeah. from yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, why not throw him back under the bus? Sure. Because we... I, I was for sure, talk- no, but that's my dumb theory. No, for sure. And and, and this movie is very much confusing of tone. Oh, and And it's yeah. very obvious. And I think that's why also that the critics are so divisive on this too where i saw someone absolutely love it give it a you know like a 90 out of 100 and then the next minute i saw a zero score which i've never seen on <laughs> like the meta score thing through the critics yep. and i was like jesus this has got to be brutal so you know it's 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 that very much divisive thing and this is that movie it's literally all over the place it's funny do you think just like anything with fantasy is almost like it seems it can't be done again. Every fantasy sword and sandal movie I've ever seen has like blown in some way after Lord of the Rings. Well, so here's an interesting thought because a lot of people said going into it that it felt like it was kind of trying to be a fantasy version of a District Nine type thought. I definitely felt District Nine. Yeah, and, but the difference between District Nine is that I felt that world. That was brilliant. That was but, an immersive, but the narrowed story the, that made sense. The difference in there. between that is 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 District Nine dropped you in, said we're not really going to explain any of this, but we're going to make sure that when you need to know something, we're going to give you that information. Sure. And you felt like there was uh, a book behind it, yeah. right? Yeah. There was well, more. There was, it was nice and minimalist. Like, oh, they landed. They're That's, here. That was my point. Right. Yeah. It was but focused. With this, you you they did that same thing, but if they had not said if they had just said like there was orcs and elves and and all these people and and that's it that's the world and they no. live together and there's all these social class issues and that's the problem you're like okay got it fine i did but want them to pick a lane did you feel that no, when they're like when the elves when they were uh, like oh when they talk about like came oh through. this like great uprising like show me that yeah, yeah. sure i want to see what the fuck happened that led to this yeah and, and then of course the teasing of the dark lord and everything else yeah. but to me i was just like okay so the orcs were going to do the racist thing and then the elves were going to do the classist thing right it's like 
pick a lane. Yeah. Pick pick what the and now I know I understand. And the where world the is fuck is that centaur? <laughs> right. I, yeah. I want to know about the, about the centaur. There's yeah. two centaurs in that movie. They're they're cops just like riot in riot gear. Right. I'm like those guys are getting like you know they got the ass end of the whole right. <laughs> Maybe they were the cops Literally. on horseback version of they the future bounce. that they oh, just okay. happened to combine both forces all the time that they were just like well that's what you are dude you're not and gonna fit in the fucking car. Hey man, fairy lives matter. <laughs> Fairy oh lives God. matter. Oh, Fucking That's an eye-rolling, eye-rolling piece of dialogue. And the whole, there's so many eye-rolling pieces of dialogue the, in this the, movie. It, Someone it, should, like, how did they get to that point of the script? And, like, Will Smith just must really want a paycheck. And not didn't read that script and go, like... Well, this was my point about Netflix, too, is, like, you overpaid for the Max Landis thing. Is like, you must have just got the concept and went... Sure. sure. Yeah. And then sold the concept. And then when you got the script, you're like, I don't need to read like, it. Ah, he's got rainbow got hair. It. It's fine. When yeah, he gets you got it. it. Yeah. I just think like uh, when I was watching and talking about like training day, it's so funny because it, I, I kept thinking, I kept thinking back to it. It's like, oh, hey, like the whole time that they're together in the car, the whole time that they're driving, the whole time that they're doing this, like, and even like in training day, it's like this one day out of time right this yeah. one fucked up day which is a very david Ayers thing right he's done it so many times right and that yeah. this is the, and if you rewatch the movie like I, I forgot about it too that bright like I, I rewatched it today and i watched it earlier in the week too you watch it i forgot that it was it's all one day and it's, yeah so i'm like i'm like that's but, what bugged me is like i thought it was like training day except with shittier dialogue yeah, yeah. But is that where the training day and end of watch was like that real world like oh they, it wasn't like there was no end of the world um, consequences to right. it. It was just you just cared about what was happening to well, these two to people. Well, not to mention the chemistry between yeah. the two main actors is huge. Yeah. I felt Will Smith felt disconnected most he of the time. He was dead behind the fucking eyes. Well, there was not much <laughs> to him. I, I felt they really short-sighted the Ward character because you see how... like. Here's a point. He, he his his main treatment of Jacoby, especially towards the end of the movie, is you don't want to be my friend. I've fucked up. I'm not a good person. I'm at the end of my you know cop reign here. Like you don't want to. I you don't want to be my friend. But, and I'm like, why? Because yeah. he makes it seem like he's the bad cop when he's surrounded by the, the worst cops guy. in the history of mankind. How? That, there's no redeeming quality at all. One, uh, not one iota of any of those cops. None, it, even IAB. Yeah, the gross. Whole, the whole entire. So he's surrounded by these horrible people, and he's just a guy that's like, I'm just gonna lace up my boots. I just want to collect my paycheck. Yeah, he's to keep I your just, head down. I thing. just want to do my thing. I'm like, that's actually 100 percent respectable. And look and at his family fantastic. life. His family life, even if you take it out of there. He's completely fine. Like yeah. it's not yeah. like he's a bad dad. He's not a bad husband. That's why. That's why. I, that that and turn that's why I didn't just understand looks, the little that, girl thing. If you want to get into tired. that, that that turn at the end made no sense. I thought it would have been better if it was like a, a more of a Danny Glover type sure. character from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I felt that. I'm just trying to get to retirement, and you're this crazy person. You know, you're this other end of me. Yeah, right? you're this albatross. Right. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it was Danny Glover being like the Danny Glover type character. Uh, an older cop being saddled with this new guy Absolutely. who wants to, you know, do right by the world and wants a gung ho, and he's like, "Hey, man, cool that shit down, cool yeah. those jets it's, down." But it's all hinged on that first minute of this movie where he got shot by an orc, and like everything is predicated on yeah. that the entire like movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a distrust. Yeah, it's I think, a, an so unfounded quote unquote distrust. I hate to, I hate to look at uh, movie. I hate when people like look at movies and 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 start 
uh, saying, oh, I do this or do that, and you could have rewrote the movie and made it Yeah, better. I'm more of a person who analyzes what they did do. It, right. It's, but it's, I, it's nice to fantasize to see, right, like, I, oh, well, I, I would have done this. It's but like, I think well, that, that that scene, uh, and you saw it with the internal affairs guys coming in, and you, you, you said it before, sure. those three characters have this, you know, this 10 minutes on screen, that, and they never again are seen. Yeah. There's no need for those people to be there. Sure. Just, just to go over and, and set up this you know him getting shot and the guy getting away that yeah. describing that whole scene yeah. of the movie is only you know set up because you know those characters only exist for that well you could have just had a simple like jacoby's first partner got killed because yeah. he messed up sure. and now he's saddled with ward and just done away with that you didn't have to have that whole situation right. so i thought there was there was easier ways of doing that and and you don't have to have the will smith character of ward being the the making like jokey you know one-liners the whole time he could have just been a gruff older cop who sure you know played off of that and you don't have that situation i feel which is partly i understand if you have will smith in your pocket you take will smith but i also think that it could have been because when danny glover did that thing he was further down the line like will smith even if he is older than maybe i think he is and i understand cops also retire young notoriously but he doesn't seem to be that old grizzled guy and his wife doesn't match that up the young girl doesn't match if he had a teenage daughter which you know like his real life if they mirrored his real life looking family and I don't mean like race wise. No, but, but I mean that, I care, that, that but kid. Like, you know. I, I've never wanted to. I would never want to. <laughs> well, I mean because he has like a white wife. I yeah, didn't mean yeah, like yeah, an yeah. exact mirror. But my point is like age level yeah. and the way oh, they no, break yeah, yeah. it down. If they did that, it might be more plausible to bring in what you were saying, or at least have a consistent yeah. tone. I think uh, that that little kid uh, uh, is probably the wor- the thing I hate the most about this movie. And I don't like a lot of things about this movie. But his kid in that movie, I just want to punch her in the face. I really right. want to punch a little kid you know in the face so bad well and they sideline the whole thought she just gets to be mean yeah for the sake of thing by literal and you want to talk about a switch too the wife is pretty normal yeah she, she's uh you know uh she seems to be concerned but not over the top and then the little girl is like mommy thinks you're gonna die yeah mommy thinks all this stuff and then is like doubling down and being like why are you a police officer P- people hate cops and, and, and i was and like and there's like shuts the door in his face like that could be and like that's I'm, the I'm, end I'm, of her until you see her at the medal ceremony yeah i was like <laughs> what just happened that's it yeah yeah exactly i mean you talk about the like writing characters for no other purpose whatsoever except to j- deliver certain lines or have yeah. certain moments you don't even need to have her like you could have said yeah. like it would have made more sense if that kid was a teenager and had that teenage angst and was sure. like slamming a door in his face right. not this six-year-old kid whose dad's going to work like my uh, my daughter's eight she would it's it is ecstatic to see me all the time. Sure, yeah. Not talking like that. Yeah, I have a four and a two-year-old. They love me. Exactly. And and especially if you're going to work as a cop knowing that every day that you walk out the door could be the last time that you ever see your kids. Oh, God, yeah. You don't end a conversation like that ever. No. You're not going to slam the door in my face and just go into grandma's house. No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) That's just fucking shit ain't happening. Yeah. Plus, it seems like such a a normal, kind of almost cheeky type household for a guy that you know what the cop lifestyle is like and the cop wife type situation like that kid must be so checked out if you have 
a host, uh, a nurse or a doctor. I don't know if they explained exactly where she works. Like in the a hospital. triage nurse or something yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. so she's in, she's working in a hospital, working terrible hours, yep. which is what that life is like. And then you have a cop on the other side where those hours are even more bananas. It's like she that kid. I'm must surprised she knows who never her parents see her are. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it must be the hardest household to deal with. And he's the asshole. He's the asshole. Also. One of these is probably too. So, so if the orcs are like, you know, the this whole symbolism for racism and all that stuff. By the way, Pete, congratulations! You seem like you would have been an orc in this movie. Thank you. From from start to finish, can you agree with that, Adam? <laughs> oh yeah. Like first moment when they yeah. say the most romantic song, I, I'm sure you was picked some type up of on thrash it. metal. Uh, it's not only thrash metal; it is Cannibal it Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. Metal. And it's yeah. the same. Which, by the way, get, get a new song. It's the same Cannibal Corpse song they used in Ace Ventura. It's the same fucking Cannibal Corpse song. I know. And I'm like, what? Because that's the signature Cannibal Corpse song? I'm like, because everybody knows that? (laughs) Like, use a different song. It just bothers me. It's like, is that the one song that they have like already purchased in a catalog somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, because it's really really hard to afford a Cannibal Corpse song. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's just, it's it's like, it's that's the only preloaded death metal. Like when the guy's like, hey, we need a death metal. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know Pete, he's basically, you know, uh, uh, you know, a big bearded, big rough and tumble guy, looking guy at least. You know, you're you're a teddy bear. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and but you know, you're a big metal head. You're always wearing, you know, like basically the quasi lemmy uniform. You know, maybe less leather, more more denim. Sure. But you know, that's where you live. And these orcs kind of match it. It's like they go from punk clubs to loving thrash metal but then but but then they're then they're there's the chicano but then the chicano they look look like juggalos in the chicano a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. but that's that's what i don't understand like the tonal shift like you're you're having them uh, you're having them be like every race uh, stand in for anything that you want to be different right and uh, you know i if you were just gonna say okay they're they're the Mexican culture of right. Southern California, and that's yeah. what this is. You know, yeah. L.A. cops, and these are, you know, that's what you're just racing for. he even tells his neighbors and calls them Crips, which means yes. the bloods and the Crips Exa- still fucking exist. Yeah. Well, everything still exists in this world. I which is fucking retarded. When, yeah. when, the, when the internal affairs guy says that the, half the NFL uh, defensive lines are orcs, I'm like, I want to know about this. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. I want to see yeah. that. I want to see- go past a television where it's like the orcs and the elves, like like an elf what, quarterback. What is this, what that is this, you know what's the sack What's the sack record now? Like 80, oh, I know. 85? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like well, you figure guys, they're on both sides of the guys line. Dying, so it's got to be good. Yeah, totally. Could you imagine like an orc tackling Peyton Manning at the end of his career? He's yeah. Oh, and Peyton Manning dies. Yeah. Like, if anything, if this is futuristic, I'm just glad that football is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the way things, everybody, everybody well, says Well, you found a stand-in. Like, you, you can put orcs in and you don't care if they get brain drama. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's fine. I would also love to see orc boxing. Oh, yeah. I, uh, there's so many. Well, the whole so end of the movie, the whole thing with like the, the first like orc MMA fighter. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. But like, but that just it, so you want to have like all the stuff that exists in our world too, and then implement all all the fantasy stuff. Yes, but it all fucking like contradicts itself. Like it all makes no fucking sense. Well, That's what, why. Let's concentrate on that for a second because I'm very curious because you guys both deal in that realm. Like you're you're comic book guys. You're you're into you know fantasy level. Movies, at least, uh, on that level, I would assume. Uh, so, what about this storyline? Did anything grab 
you? Did anything make sense? I gotta did be honest. Feel like they were just I can throwing barely things remember out. all the fantasy shit because it was well, so muddled. Well, well, I mean, you have. Uh, I think the idea of this. They all uh, wanted uh, like a wish. This this, this <laughs> idea of the yeah. of the magic existing in this world, the magic wand. Tika is trying to. Uh, is the other character uh, is the character who's like left like a cult type thing right that that is run by this woman that's uh, these elves that has they're their leader. trying to summon the dark right Lord. they're yeah. trying to summon the dark Lord and she has power over a wand and the only people that can really the only people that could really control the wand are the bright can and I, the bright can, are, can I make a quick nitpick yeah this is this bothered me so much that I think it's not as obvious as it seems in the movie so Tika is the one that goes with them later, yes. correct? Yes, yep. So she, quote, steals the wand, right? But it is left in that place, un- uh, slightly guarded, quote, unquote, because they didn't know she was a uh, a, dis- a dissonant or right. whatever. Like, they didn't know that she was going to betray them in some sort. Right, right. So she steals the wand. Why is her, the other woman... Leah, Le- yeah. Le- Leia, something sure, like something like that. Why is her wand not with her, unguarded practically, in their safe house? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the. It's like a cop leaving his gun at home and going out and being a cop. That, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If you're this aggressive, it's cult leading, different meaning. Elf, like, not not only that. It's like. This is the one of the most powerful artifacts in the entire yes. world. There's like eight of them or whatever. That this whole town gets flipped upside down. Everybody's over willing it. to murder everybody. Yes. You know. Um yeah, exactly. Why why did you And it's even just get access? Oh, it's in I, my I, other I, pants. I left like, it. You never got something today. <laughs> Look, she really, really wanted some funions and some slim jeans. She ran <laughs> out to grab them. She forgot yeah. about it. You you've left your cell phone at home. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, so. Like I said, <laughs> if you look, if you look back, if you read any, uh, if you go play Shadows Run or play any of the video games of Shadows Run or read any of the books of it, uh, it's like I said before, it's the D and D world of this. Uh, they understand though that once you make those changes uh, to the uh, to the core of the world, right? You're introducing orcs and you're introducing elves and all these people. Right. Things aren't the same, right? There is no Alamo. There is no. Sure. Uh, you're creating a you're whole creating new a whole new. So you two thousand years ago, like that had the altars, like slavery and how America was created right, and yeah. like all this other stuff. Exactly. Gangs yeah. wouldn't necessarily exist the same way they do from institutionalized so in, racism. Sure. In that world, in that world, in those stories, you can you see modern things um, and, and things that are like you can see some similarities between our world and that right. but it is very different and it has to be yeah. like you can't have this movie you can't have training day with an orc and elves right yeah. it doesn't make it, unless you just focus on those two's story and keep it yeah, you more have to keep it very once you simple. start adding all the other shit and make me go yeah yeah how the fuck did that lead to this it feels like either this movie got gutted or it got transformed, which leads back to yeah. what you were saying about the script being kind of changed from Landis's vision to airs. But I can't even, I, I really can't picture, because I feel like, like his what was high there? fantasy. Oh, yeah, like, even with the changes, I feel, this still feels like, no matter what, it had a lot of plot holes, and it was like, oh, here's the first fucking draft. I, I would and no probably, one went back and said, like, how does that add to that? They just kind of grill it and said, just fucking shoot it. I would probably start... With having a backstory on the elf group and the and the cult and yeah, the all those the elves things. Get to the fucking like top of the fucking food chain. 
by uh, being fucking pretty. Yeah. Well, this is this is somebody. You know, this is uh, they Max, do that in Lord of the Rings though this, too, this where is, the orcs are Max, kind of the grimy soldier. Yeah, it makes sense. They came and, out of the ground in a in like we're in fucking Middle Earth. But this, is, yeah. this is Max. This is Max Landis's thing. This is somebody who was like you oh, talked about before. Smart, is on the fringe bitch. of something, looks into it, and yeah. picks out the things that he thinks instead of being fully into it and understanding what makes those things tick. He just says, "Oh, elves are the rich people, and orcs sure, are this yeah. thing," because he saw that right. The it same way, seems like in the same eighth way he grade did superpowers essay on racism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, which is funny because I was literally talking last week when we did Bird Box uh, that it seemed like uh, a freshman year composition, uh, you know, thriller where it's like this type of stuff is bad. This social blue, you Go know, like fucking that kind watch of some of his like interviews or like the way he fucking like talks and he just like he talks so down down his nose at like everything and things he know, seems like he knows, thinks he knows like everything about anything, but. It's just like this garbled, same well, regurgitated of- shit that you ever heard. And yeah. He also has a very punchable face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I his mean, dad was a, a very strong-willed guy, John too. John Landis. He, he yeah, but he, like, yeah, he gets away uh, with it because he made literally almost every major 80s comedy fucking ever made. You know, like stuff Max that Landis is just your, the epitome of Silver, fucking was born, was born on yeah. third, 30, 30 hit triple. Sure. Yeah, he fucking he, seventeen years old. He's selling scripts and he thinks he's selling them because he's good. And yeah, you're like you know you're not. You're yeah. you're His name is classic Landis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. It, it's it's but the, I'm an eccentric though. I have rainbow hair and I'm not gay. You're fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pete is gay. If you're if anyone's wondering. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, we don't we don't want to get flooded. Like a, <laughs> we don't want Nomcast getting yeah. flooded with hate mail. Of, yeah. See yeah. again, Pete. You're just like the orcs. You're like the one. Um, you're you're uh, hating uh, on uh, your yeah, own species. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's because he's a fucking. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. yeah, you're poser. You're not blooded, Max Landis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still didn't fully understand that either. Where it was like, okay, so you have to do some act of bravery to get it, but like, how do like people identify that he didn't? do anything i mean he's a cop wouldn't you think there he'd be put in the line of fire that's brave yeah, enough for what's going on he has to do something for didn't one of the fucking like the orc like chauffeur give him shit about his teeth too? well i think that's I, part I, of it I, too that, and that's, that's why i was like what but, is it is it a is it the teeth or is it an act because they kind of go back and forth no 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 the, the, or do you the, get the, the, the teeth like when you do the tusks like gang initiation no the tusks the tusks thing was um uh jacoby filed his down yeah filed his down so yeah. he would so he would not appear uh, orcish we rip off hellboy you fucks exactly mm. right so that's that's kind of his like way of point you know is the chauffeur's way of pointing like you're not really one of me right you know but he like lives like in your chauffeur fuck off yeah <laughs> so i but but again i think that that moment uh, and, and there's and there's moments in the movie that I really really loved, and I thought if it, it could have built to a really good movie, uh, or at least a, a decent one. That's but that's thought. but the the chauffeur pointing to his tusks. That's a really cool moment. Where you don't have to explain. You don't have to do anything else. You get you it, get it. You get it, and you just go on. Uh, the, the, we were you know watching the movie when we came in here before, and just I remember the scene when the the crazy guys in the back seat of the car. And starts talking orcish to Jacoby through the yeah. mirror. You see Jacoby's ear twitch, uh, right. with you know, independent of ev- every other facial feature on him, yeah. his ear starts twitching because he hears his his this guy talking his his own language, and it's this really beautiful, amazing like little moment 
where you're like, oh, that's really cool because yeah. that would what that would be what happens. And it's how they made his ear twitch without his face moving and just like the his facial recognition of what's going on. It was fantastic. Right. And then Will Smith has to say some stupid fucked up stupid line about <laughs> you know uh, watch the road. What's he saying? Yeah. You know. It's, Oh, that actually mentioning it's funny mentioning Hellboy. The funny just reminded me. All right, I love Hellboy, but like so, look, they build a fantasy world within the real world, but they don't it because they don't dive Hellboy. into like there was yeah. an Alamo, this that stuff. You sure. kind of can more accept the uh, like the divergence of the two. Well, the mm-hmm. difference between that is like uh, in BPRD and even in the comics and in the movie, it's like it's this shadow thing, like the regular. Yeah. The yeah. But it's, still it's not people an don't, immersed. The people in don't know about this. Life, this is like it was. Just, everything is out in the open and all that stuff. So in BPRD, you can kind of get away with it because you know Hellboy shows up. People don't know if he's real or if he's not or what's going on. Plus, how long have these orcs been introduced into this Desi- this particular Desi- world? Because if he's the first cop. That's a long ass. That's time. a yeah. long time. Yeah. If, if if you're talking an event that happened two thousand years ago, uh, and and we're now just seeing that kind of thing. This isn't like racism in America, where you know the you know the evolution of yeah. There's a better uh, version of that. It was called Zootopia, like Judy yeah, Hopper. Yeah. Judy I, Hopper. I, I thought about that in this, and I'm like, they created a much better <laughs> world than this, and it was way more realistic. All all, all it took Zootopia was is a good movie. If all it took was one it. one train ride through uh through Zootopia, and I know all of what's going on. Okay. Yes. That's that. That's that. Well, that's this. unfortunately, we kind of get what's going on with that first opening terrible graffiti montage. That looked like it something should. a fucking eighth grader in like two thousand and six would be like put you, on a PowerPoint that looked I, fucking cool because he really like new metal. I stopped. That was a new metal music video. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped my TV and actually thought I was something was wrong with my stream. Yeah. I honestly, because I, just, it looked I so just gotten a new photoshopped TV. on those walls. And I just gotten a new TV. Yeah. I just got a four K TV. Oh, okay. And I was watching it. And I was like, oh, no, something's wrong with the stream. And I just signed up for the Netflix, like, 4K stream stuff. Oh, okay. And I'm like, something's wrong. And I <laughs> went and looked at it on another TV, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but going back to then another thing I really love is the fight scene in the gas station. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That is a really well choreographed fight scene. And it it's is. a really fun, cool thing. In that moment, right? If you look at the grander scheme of it, it's so it, like it makes no sense. It, sure, like, I feel like it, pl- it also that's one of the things that plays in the A or strengths. Yeah, yeah. No, but but fully. But I and again, even even like when they're riding into the first call to the to to get to the house, and he's like, "That's a spotter." I'm like, "This is so. This is training day." Yeah, it so really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They made. Yeah, they did make it too much on the nose, South Central LA. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, they went like, they went almost like, all right, we have to hit it with like everything. It has to be yeah. so over your head with it. To be honest, training day was less on the note, like with this type of thing, and that's that was that life. Yeah, like you at least saw some more this basic like criminal it, activity it, before honestly, you got I, to doing. I, I could see them thinking like, all right, because of all the fantasy stuff. To get non-fantasy fans, we really got to make it seem like cool and this like badass grittiness but I, to it. But I think that that's when you, once the elves start talking, they're gonna be like fucking nerds and leave. But and I, think I don't that that's know who lose. it appeals to more: people who either. are fantasy <laughs> fans who know. came into the grit, yeah. or the gritty guys who would watch something with. Both fantasy. of them are like 
I don't know what but the I, fuck was but that. But it's so weird because I think that you can just do a straight up geek nerd movie and it sure. and it plays like Marvel movies are killing it. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars movies are killing it. You know, sure. when I was when when I grew up, when I was in high school, you know, I'm 39 Yo, this year. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. When I was I was thirty nine years old, like geek was not cool. Like, no. luckily, Star Wars. I read comic books. And I'm like, thirty six. It was the same deal. Right. When I, so it's like I'm twenty nine. Even when I was a kid, it wasn't cool. That's but fair. You're twenty nine. You motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you uh and yeah. So like I think that you can write it as a geek movie and just go like full into it, and you sure. don't have to. Well, that's why I was saying like Will Smith's casting. I think kind of lends to this is what we're going to do with this movie. This is the tone we might set because yeah. this is Will Smith's audience, maybe. And that's maybe why Ayers tried to tailor it. I know? just imagine David Ayer and Will Smith talking to each other now like, God damn it. Well, it's we funny because they just came off these Suicide Squad. That's too. my point. Is yeah. They both were like, this is it. This, again. this is going to be fucking huge. Yeah. And just, uh, dud. Yeah. Yeah, twice just well, heard. And ironically, it's it's almost eerily similar with like the kind of hype, the reaction, yeah. and everything else. On top of the fact that it's also something where the soundtrack got more play than the movie did. There's also an, like, both both movies that were like didn't know what the fuck they were trying to be, and they yeah. were like three different fucking movies in True. one. True. Also, I think maybe Max Landis is just tainted because Josh Trank went crazy. Yeah, David Ayer might go crazy. Although I saw that he is finally going back to, like, he has a new movie that's in development. Josh Trank? Trank, yeah. That's fine. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, because the the hell that I heard, and I'm sure you guys know the Fantastic Four background story, and and Max Landis was very open about, because it was kind of built off, for both of them, obviously, the, the backs of Chronicle, and going into that, and, and that I heard, that movie got somewhere like 40 minutes gutted out yeah. of it that was these was and a lot of them were large violent action scenes that like basically they wanted to just whitewash the movie well, like they wanted to clean it and, and try to make it more acceptable I don't know that's another thing about this movie by the way who is this movie for No, that's what we can't figure out because it's violent it's got tits it's got you know uh, swearing it's but I think it's, it's for also asshole, but I think fantasy. honestly it, it's this movie, I it's got a cool Mexican guy in a wheelchair with a philosophy bag. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's I feel like it's got to be for people like you and me, Adam, who like all the fantasy shit, but still wa- like because I love training. No day offense, but isn't that a very narrow like field for no, something? Plus that two, is a yes, a hundred percent. I'm saying as a tentpole movie for them that costs ninety million dollars, and you're kind of going niche. But don't you think so? Later, but on, they, they were because they weren't seeing it as niche; they were seeing it as. Combine everybody, it's yeah. everybody. But I think later, later on. Why did I just cut a promo? <laughs> <laughs> later on, later on, uh, I think Netflix got it right when they did like uh, Christmas Chronicles, and they're like, "We're gonna get Kurt Russell, but we're gonna, but we're gonna." It was a really good movie. Oh, I gotta see that. I love Kurt Russell. Yeah, I love Kurt Russell too. And we it's did a, it on this podcast. You gotta you can go. Ahead you should listen. You should listen. As to I the told podcast. you, it up. Bright's the only goddamn movie <laughs> I've seen that you've done in a podcast. Well, bone up, buddy. You should. Yeah, you should yeah. definitely listen to that uh, episode of Nomcast after you watch the movie. Yeah. But 
it, but Kurt Russell, you, like we're gonna get Kurt Russell to do this Christmas movie, right? Yeah. And and people are, you know, all around Christmas time, people were like, I want to watch it because it's Kurt Russell. Yeah. I want to watch it because it's something new on Netflix. Sure. And uh, it's a Christmas movie. Right. Bird Box. You have the, tons of people. They caught this cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Of you know, it, it's basically just like you know, Even uh, it's a terrible movie. Uh, I have not watched it yet. I'm watching it this weekend <laughs> saw, so that yeah, I can get yeah. caught up. But it's like it's we're gonna have Sandra Bullock. Well, right. here's the thing. So we were saying about this movie. Which I love a quiet place. Where we were saying, read the book. Day the you know, it, it's district. It's got elements of District Nine. Yeah. It's got elements of Lord Fantastic of the Rings. Movie. Go watch it's that got movie. A, yeah. a hard, hard comparison to Alien Nation, which I don't know if yes. that's uh, lost that, on you because they I, made the yeah, show yeah. after the movie, and it was this very kind of gr- like really great crossover again of like an immersive. But again, new that one was that, we're just going to drop you in it. Yes. There's a cop. Here's two cops. Yes. Uh, an alien cop, and, and you're just going to learn all about this stuff later on. Right. But we're not going to we're not going to cause fragmentation. No. We're not going to cause you to be disjointed about like okay, why don't I know that thing or right. that doesn't make any sense. There's like no, we're gonna go, and they w- wrote it really well. That's yeah. A very this good point. Thinks it, this thinks it's world world uh, world building, but it's doing the opposite. Right. Well, this is the point though. It's like so it's got elements of all these great movies, and you made a terrible one, which was the yeah. same point it's, I made last week with Bird Box, where it's like. It's a quiet place. It's got elements of like the fog. It's got elements of all these very good genre movies for thrillers. And then you end up being closer to the happening. Yeah. It's like it's a piece of garbage. So no. The trees? Yeah. It was the trees. And, and it kind of yeah. feels <laughs> so like that It's, basically, it's basically the Jim Gaffigan joke. Fruit, good. Cake, great. Fruitcake, nasty crap. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. So, yeah. I, I like pizza. I like ice cream. I'm not going to like ice cream flavored pizza. You watch those simple songs, too, with your kids? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I had the same thought, but I didn't say it. See, that's maybe the difference between 39 and 36. I'm not, I'm not dad long enough that oh. maybe I'm like open about saying <laughs> songs from YouTube that my kids listen to. Uh, no problem. You want, yeah. you want me to break out Baby Shark right now? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah let's do Apparently, it. that's on the charts now. It's fucking insane uh and it's bigger in asia and everything but we're dadding it out real hard right now i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say this for everyone listening what no yeah all right so here here's a here's a good way to kind of wrap this all up and kind of look at the future of this so they're making the sequel, guys. Whether yeah. we like it or not, whether yeah. we enjoyed the movie or not. I was looking not. at IMDb right now, and it's in production. Yeah, yeah. and I haven't... Who wrote was, it? <sighs> they know it wasn't Landis. Uh, no, I think they had a uh, hundred monkeys typing <laughs> on it. <the thing>. <laughs> <laughs> or the <laughs> South Park thing with the dolphins where they... Look, oh, they wrote yeah, the yeah, it's just rings of words and, 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 and concepts. And honestly, it's going to be better. It's yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So, A, would you watch it? Yes. Pete? Get fucked up. Then watch it. Yeah, watch okay. it with no. All right, here. Watch it with friends who you like making fun of movies with. Oh, yes, nice. if you're I would with, agree. With, with friends, Mister yeah. Science Theater three thousand. Oh, totally. One hundred percent. We yeah. did that when you we guys up it. for that when it comes out. We'll Ooh, do this again. We'll do a live yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, oh, that sounds I'm good. Done. I'm done. Yeah, I'll do it. With the, I'll do it with this fucking one. <laughs> and and here's the thing. What would you even expect from a sequel? The way this movie played out. You figure the they have Lord to go into the dark, right? Exactly, but no, no, no. I say, I say, go, go the opposite. Go like ten Cloverfield Lane. Like make it smaller, pare it down with just a group of people, and that do something like that. Make mm. it, make it smaller, right? And and build on those people and build off of those things. 
as we know how this day. movie, it's never going to happen. That's a beautiful <laughs> idea. It's a beautiful but that's spirit. But you think it's funny. You Get Dan Trachtenberg to direct yeah. it. <laughs> or you can go the Purge way and then just make it bigger. Oh, yeah. Because the Purge, first Purge, stunk. But the, the, the yeah, weird thing is the sequels got better because they started actually showing us the well, craziness in the fucking cities. Yeah, well, and, and they see. also narrowed the focus to like specific things and specific cities to kind of like messages of it as opposed yeah. to like this large overreaching thing that maybe got lost. But I just a didn't bit. care about them in the house. I was like, oh, everyone's acting crazy. Sure, I see that shit. Like, I don't want to yeah. see this. Haven't seen one Purge movie. Yeah, you're not missing much. You're not missing oh, okay. that much. Yeah, right. but like yeah. I don't know. I I want to see Dark Lord. And, but now I want to know. Harry now, but now I'm at, the, I'm at the point now where like, um, I just want them to fail. So I'm like, no, no, no. You mentioned the goddamn Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned this two thousand year old shit. Yeah. Show me how sure. the fuck did we get here? Yeah. Where is that fucking I'd centaur like that. coming from? Maybe they should at least read what happened with this movie and maybe try to. Fix elements of it. Do I you want a think it's salvageable? Short film of a history class in the fucking this universe, right? Expl- you explain could, that. That's shit. what I'm, actually that's, the short isn't a bad idea. I'll tell you, I got more into the idea of bringing back Punisher when I saw the Thomas, Thomas Jane, Jane Laundry Day one. thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. One of the best uh, shorts that you'll ever see is actually there's a um, Vin Diesel did a short for Pitch Black. Yes, and it was ama- it was like his hey, escape. What? It was his escape from uh, from prison, mm-hmm. and this escape guy from like Butcher Bay. This guy, that was the video game too. No, no, this guy did an interview. Uh, was like doing this interview style thing of the people that were like the, the guy. One of the guys that was uh, one of the other guys that was trying to find the uh, find him. Find Riddick. Yeah, find Riddick. It was just um, it was absolutely amazing. It's like I thirty. Fucking love Fitch Black. <laughs> to fi- oh, it's and one not of the best. I love Fitch Black. I saw Chronicles of Riddick. That piece of shit, like three times. Yeah, that's yes. so I think, awful. Yeah, but I that, saw Riddick that, in theaters. That, yeah. that short, I love that goddamn yeah, universe. Yeah. I saw short, it triple X in theaters. I don't think I lay any claim to that movie. I fell asleep in it. Ugh, it's gross. I, yeah, it's a I bad think, movie. Yeah, but uh, but doing like a little short it matches the terrible dialogue in this movie. Actually, oh, is it real bad? You see the new triple X movie? Oh, I'm sure. Is that the Ice Cube? No, oh, no, 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 no. That was a second one. There's another one where he comes back. Vin Diesel comes back. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, uh, do you recommend anything about this movie to anybody? N- More Joel Ed- no. Edgerton. More Joel Edgerton. If, yeah. And if you like, if you thought that you wanted to see this movie, um, and I would say go play uh, Shadows Run or read any of the books. Okay. Or go watch Alienation. Or watch it's it, now or, outdated. Or watch Alienation. <laughs> or bit. or watch watch Training Day and just do one of those like film things where you put like a like you, you put, just like, put an or put Saran over, wrap. Just put the Lord of the Rings music in the exactly, background. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anything for you, Pete? Uh, I think I said. Yeah, watch it with friends who you can make jokes during the movie with. Like, what do you think of Max Landis again? He has a really punchable face. <laughs> no, all right, sorry. I already wanted to punch him before the sexual allegations, and after that, I wanted to face fuck him with my fist. Mm. That was my words. Yeah. So. Well, on that note, Pete, Pete is a very funny comedian. <laughs> uh, what do you got to plug, buddy? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at the Brouhaha in Hartford. Uh, the last Thursday of the month. I don't know dates. This I'll is January for anybody. Uh, if you're listening to it oh, now, January, this yeah, is, what is coming out January 31st. Yeah. Uh, on January 19th, I'll be at the Treehouse Comedy Club in Westport. Okay. Westport. And every Tuesday night at Archie Moore's in 
New Haven, I'll be hosting trivia at 8 o'clock. Very cool. Hopefully, uh, people throw in a lot of bright jokes or bright questions. <laughs> questions? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should slip one and no one will get By it. By the way, is it is it sad? I mean, I know you and I at least are in the universe. I don't think you are. But, like, is there anything more sad when, like, a Funko gets down, like, really, really, really low price because, you know, the movie tanked and nobody gives <laughs> a hilarious. shit about the characters? That's yeah, so and funny. I saw bright everywhere you can pick up a bright like, orc for like 35 like, cents yeah, yeah. Like, exactly yeah it's gross <laughs> that's hilarious adam uh is oh, also a, i'll yeah. be at adam show on february 1st oh, excellent which dovetails into yeah. adam being this very funny uh comedy magician who i've worked with many times very much need to go see him he headlined the last show i had at the space ballroom Super where can people time. find that you was fun time. uh also, you follow, follow me on twitter uh adam parisi adam parisi uh, let's be Facebook friends. Adam Parisi, P A R I S I. Instagram Parisi Adam. I switched it up there. Yeah. Somebody already had my name. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a February first show. Um, I've got a, a bunch of dates lined up for. Uh, we're doing a cabaret show at uh, State House. We'll get naked. In. <laughs> we're doing a cabaret show at State House um, in uh, February. Uh, with some awesome people and um, yeah just uh, follow me on the stuff will be good all right thank you guys for doing this I appreciate it thank you for coming to my living room <laughs> yeah you would have been here regardless yeah, pretty much <laughs> <laughs>